Will they in, be here in, in the, the studio? Way. No, um, no. Paris Hilton was not available. Oh. For comment. What's she doing? She's got nothing going. She has nothing in <laughs> no, her no, no, day. No, she sure does. She's like, um, she's an Instagram influencer. Okay, well, that they can do that anywhere. I know. Well, but I mean, in the studio. Well, no, but Look we're not big enough. Amazing for Paris. background. We're not big enough for Paris or Lindsay Lohan. Surpri- I mean, we have the. <laughs> I we, thought we you, could I, have I, probably yeah, gotten Lindsay. I, I feel like if we really tried, we could and, and dangle <gasps> no, dangle some tidbits. See what we just did. What we just did made fun of we Lindsay Lohan. We just made fun of Lindsay Lohan. That's true. We did. And, and that that's are ex- you sure she doesn't deserve it? No, 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 nobody deserves what these these young women were put through. All right. I, I mean, with what well, I mean, okay, that's my opinion, and we can debate. No, that later. I mean, I'm not debating. I, I take you at your word. No, I I really think All I right. think it was really shocking. Well, but I see, have to we take her just, off my list. We then, just did exactly what everybody did because everybody we made did. fun of her for being kind of of a kook, right? Well. And apparently, I'm part of the problem. Mm-hmm. We are, but that's that's going to be honestly. No, not you, just me. No, 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 no. This is a part of the. This is the thesis. Stay in your lane, little girl. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, we. This is a part of my thesis, yeah. which is that this shows us not just what the media was doing was bad, but right. what we as consumers of that media were doing, and it, it it really put a mirror up to myself. And so I'm here to say, like, I I, I consumed this kind of stuff when right. I was in, in, during that time, and I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Um, but I also, well, I shouldn't say that. It, I always did kind of find it gross, but it was just, it was a part of the media. It wasn't like I was going looking for it. It was, it just was right. how, how, how the, these stories were presented. And I've got some shocking examples of it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Extemporaneous. This is a podcast where I come up with an idea, I do some research, I grab a bottle of wine, I bring everything to Mark, and he pontificates. Today's episode is going to look at the way that media treat female celebrities. So we're going to examine the from like the 1990s on up to today. And we're going to do that by using several key sources. The main one is going to be the Britney Spears documentary, Framing Britney Spears. That is available on Hulu and on YouTube. And I recommend if you haven't watched it, go and take a look at it. Because not only is it interesting from the history of Britney Spears perspective and information about her conservatorship, but it is also fascinating when it comes to how media treated that young woman during her entire career and through a very um, turbulent time in her life. Please come and follow us on Facebook. We are, all you have to do is type in extemporaneous with an X and you will find our group. Um, we also have an Instagram, we have Twitter, we have a YouTube channel. So you can find us on all the social. And we would appreciate it if you'd follow us there. And thank you very much for sharing us with a friend. Hi, Mark Snedeker. Christina LaRusso, what a pleasure it is to see you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's so enthusiastic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so tonight's episode, Mark, is going to be about the media treatment of female celebrities from, say, the mid-90s on up to today. I'm going to guess it was pretty horrible. <laughs> well, I would like to have a hot take from you if you yeah. if you could give one. Why not? Why not just well, I'm jump not doing right anything in? Else. I mean, come on, it's your job. Okay. Well, one clue would be 
if it were flawless and sensitive, we probably wouldn't be doing a podcast on it. <laughs> so I'm going to say probably pretty shitty. Uh, no, so it was the height of the paparazzi era, I mm-hmm. think, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody was voraciously consuming this shit media mm-hmm. of tabloids and you know, gotcha pictures and lifestyles of the rich and famous and all this other shit. Although lifestyles, lifestyles was like in the eighties, and yeah. that was pretty tame compared yeah, to yeah, what. Yeah, because they were they were you know softballs, right? But this is more you know uh, downfalls of the rich and famous, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, in particular, <clears throat> females, young female celebrities were treated pretty badly, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they were, you know, they got questions that their male counterparts did not get. Mm-hmm. They didn't, male counterparts didn't have to answer about their clothing, mm-hmm. right? They didn't have to talk about whether they danced too sexy in their last video. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, all in all, pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, in the very early days, you had, you had, studio system protecting them oh absolutely that's not to say that nothing was happening or stuff wasn't going on but it got shushed up but you had a lot of help from the studio system to protect these people um and then like um, hey guys uh we have to hide a the body of a dead hooker anybody up for that (laughs) yes sir boss i'll be right on it you know right i mean things that were hidden in in the early days of 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 celebrity um would have been things like sexuality um, you know, if, if someone was a homosexual, someone who was unmarried and having a child, Unlike mothers, sure. Um, you know, so there's the, sex scandals, sex of any scandals sort, of any kind, drugs, drugs, anything like that. That all would have been kind of hushed up. Um, right. Admittedly, in some cases, um, famously, those it comes to light. You know, so so there's a Fatty Arbuckle scandal right. way back in the day, and sure. then you have Errol Flynn and his paternity case way back in the day you have um elizabeth taylor and the fact that she had broken up eddie fisher's marriage to debbie reynolds and then subsequently went on to have an affair with with richard burton and you know sort of that whole thing those things marilyn monroe marilyn monroe uh, sort of but a lot of that was hushed up because a lot of the bad stuff was around jfk yeah exactly and bobby kennedy so not only did you have the studios in involved in that but then you also had the the united states government helping to 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 protect that um so i'm not saying that things didn't happen number one they did the the view of it was different how to handle it was different certainly some salacious gossip came out but a lot of it was hushed up um then you kind of move into the 70s and 80s it's a little bit more of a permissive time, but there were still things that they just didn't ask. It mostly people. still celebrated celebrity rather than tried to tear them down. Right, and 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 then you get into the eighties, and now here's here's something like Barbara Walters was a very famous interviewer. She would always have a special right before the Oscars. Right, and at that special, it was like a thing to make people cry. Yeah, and. But she didn't make people cry by pointing out that they, you know, were dressing sexy. No, or, she would do it by like, tell me you about miss your, your dead father. brother. You miss, <laughs> yeah, you miss your father. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Barbara. Is this the part where I'm... And then it was always... Now that I look back on it, I feel like it's kind of disingenuous. Are you really sad? <laughs> because I think that they're actors. They can cry yeah, on cue. Of course. So, and then you get to this point, kind of mid-90s, late-90s, where something really changes. Certainly, the Bill Clinton scandal yes. was, uh, 
you know, in the past, you would have never gotten, you know, a whiff of that story. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, oh, big deal. You know, an intern, you know, gave the prez a BJ. Um, you know, let's pay her off and, you know, bundle her off to, uh, you know, Nantucket or wherever she was from or whatever. Right. And, uh, but, you know, it became very public for a couple of reasons, one of which uh, she was a big blabbermouth, right? So maybe not the best choice of someone to have an affair with, someone who just absolutely can't keep a secret. It involved uh, like a friend of hers who was motivated for whatever reason to help get this story out. And Mm -hmm. it was a time of very, very divisive politics. I mean, obviously it's probably even more divisive now, but this is the New Gingrich era, right? Right. Where, you know, the Republicans have set themselves up as the moral compass of the nation and something like this is perfect for them, right? It's like, oh, a blowjob? We can't have that. So, you know, that became a huge, huge But can thing. you imagine, at that time, I remember it being remarked upon that who could believe that people were talking about blowjobs and I actually, know. you know, like saying that. I yeah. mean, it really was, really was shocking. Yeah. You can go on stage and you can talk about healthcare and you can talk about <laughs> racism and, and religion and things, but boy, oral sex, people love to talk about and, and if something, presidential oral sex, that's just, my God, that's the Yeti. That's the, <laughs> that's the grandpappy of all things to talk about. I remember watching my colleagues struggle so much with how to say these things on television. How do you even describe this? About the the, uh, sex acts. Sources say the tapes include Lewinsky's graphic descriptions of a long-term sex... Some of them saying, if you have a child watching, you might want to turn it off. In today's times, that might not seem that shocking, but at that time, 20 years ago, it was. I mean, that was a a very... And and there were, you know, the generation... And you're right about... At that point, the Republicans were really putting on that mantle of like we oh, are the moral um, group, and, and we're the sort of the yeah. we, the moral majority. Yeah, right. You know, the uh, evangelicals all flock to that kind of message. Exactly, and still, still do. Oh, I, sure. I th- still oh, yeah, do. Absolutely. I think it's still a very conservative stance. Interestingly, d- t- just about a decade, maybe less than a decade earlier, it was a very bipartisan thing to have. Because if you think about who spearheaded the um, the rock li- the labeling rock albums thing, right? Tipper Gore, yeah, uh, and she was joined with uh, the wives of several prominent Republicans in that. Sure. But I mean, Democrats. So I mean, then you get to the sort of late '90s, and you have, for sure, what you're saying. Like, this is all very, very shocking that someone would have an affair. Yeah. And, you know, meanwhile, Gingrich is... <laughs> Gingrich is, like, banging his people in his wife's hospital oh, bed. Oh, my God. So. And, and, you know, and, and, and so so it was uh, fraught with hypocrisy. But I do think that something shifted in the way that we talked about sex during during that time. I'd like to quote a little bit from an, from an article... I'll, as always, everyone, I will be putting links in, in the uh, episode description. Um, this article is, is titled, The Media's Nasty Treatment of Monica Lewinsky Shaped a Generation of Women. It's by Allison Yarrow, um, writing for The Daily Beast. And she says, The 90s saw the ascendance of a new kind of woman. In 1990, the median age of marriage hit a record high of 24, after it had swung between 20 and 22 for about 100 years by 97 it reached 25 so so what she's kind of getting at here is that there's this feminist trend and 
part of the reason that the the whole thing blows up around Monica is because there's a feminist trend. So so bear with me here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see how we connect she that, gets those it. dots. Um, women were delaying marriage and children or avoiding these choices altogether. So this is this is kind of a new right. a new trend. They were entering the workforce in record numbers. Yeah. They were having sex for pleasure, which is outrageous. Not procreation. Right. <laughs> Thanks to expanded access to birth control and they were talking about their sexuality without shame. Yeah. So good so far. So far. So in popular, and so she goes on to say, popular television at the time depicted these women in hit shows like Living Single, Allie McBeal, which I don't know if you remember the the the, the all of the the talk around Allie McBeal and her mini skirts. There's a lot of talk about her weight. Oh yes, that's a, you're right. There's a hundred percent focus on body shaming her for being potentially too skinny. This fall, Callista has been fighting off a barrage of rumors that her tiny frame is the result of an eating disorder. Does it bother you that people are questioning why you are so thin? This is probably the the downside of this business. It's, it's people, for some reason, like to talk about whatever they can sort of dig up. In June, Callista Flockhart, as Allie, appeared in a Time magazine cover alongside the giants of the feminist movement. With her short skirts, self-absorption, and obsession with men, Allie was named as a questionable female icon for the 90s. Sex yeah. in the City was also another television show that was, right. was happening at the time. This new woman, or cosmopolitan girl, as she was oh. sometimes called, wielded independence and disposable income. She was marketed to to buy women's magazines and Victoria's Secret, which would earn $1 billion in revenue in 1993. The new modern American woman of the 90s was ambitious, sexual, working a cool job, and unencumbered by the domestic responsibilities of her mother's generation. And this, that was when a billion dollars was really some money. Right. Not like now. This woman was Monica Lewinsky. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, she's a she's which, a young. Which intern. one of the Sex in the City people was she? I mean, <clears throat> I don't like to speculate. That's a very personal choice, Mark. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So this woman was Monica Lewinsky. Thus, the bitchification and slut shaming of Lewinsky was also an attack on this new modern American woman and the progress she had made in the '90s writ large. Monica was every woman. Monica was every woman, and also. Women love to hate Monica. Once you have that in the media where you're talking about sex in in quite as a graphic way as you are with Lewinsky, and then you're seeing these different shows on, on television that are highlighting sexuality and sex more, then the media thinks, oh, well, we can talk about it. But right. they, they don't want to talk about it in a positive yeah, they way. Yeah, don't, they don't know how to do that. There's no positive way to talk about that because right. they want to whip up the moral majority. Right, because they think that's where the audience is. It, well, and it probably is because, the, you know, the more eyes they get on their pieces. Now, okay, to be fair and in full disclosure, in the day, in this time frame that we're talking about, is probably when I, I was consuming celebrity celebrity media right. the most. I wouldn't buy, like, The Inquirer or any of right. those kinds of magazines. So right. I wasn't supporting that as much as I was look, looking at gossip columnists. Sure. And reading, you know, just, like, celebrity gossip. And generally, it was... Okay, it wasn't like, you know, it was stuff about like, when is their next movie coming out? And, and you right. know, maybe like, who are they dating? And I was really only cared about that if it was George Clooney. So, <laughs> I mean, it really, I mean, but, but like, um, 
the, I also was cognizant of the fact that it was very mean spirited. And we're going to get oh, to absolutely. that. We'll get to that in just a minute. But, you know, this was then also, again, the time where the paparazzi was going just bonkers. So who are the guilty parties in, in this? We've talked about the paparazzi, but there are some people who are completely mainstream. Yeah. That really performed very badly. So there are, you know, obviously a number of culprits there because the mainstream media really wasn't any more enlightened, I don't think, or at least not much better than the than the uh, uh, than the rags, right? Than the uh, tabloids. Yeah, they're they're the mainstream media was competing with the tabloids, right? So they're trying to get a little bit of this, you know, scandal happening too. For instance. Well, Larry King, <laughs> Brittany, you sure are pretty good looking. <laughs> did he have an interview? I don't did, even know oh, if he did. Oh, I was going to say. I can just God. totally imagine it, though. <laughs> oh, so sorry, Larry, even though you're dead. <laughs> even though you're dead. Um, right. Well, and he, and here, so here's the thing. Within the, without the focus right now on, on Brittany, and we'll get there, um, I'm just looking at sort of the media in general. Yeah. And some of the people that you would think, again, because they have the veneer of seeming really... Um, Professional, professional, and journalistic, and yet they—they—it's just like it blows your mind the things that they say. Um, I don't know that. Well, so like, for, and the, we should, you know, in retrospect, Matt Lauer. Oh well, yeah. So, but he came off as you know, kind of you know, clean boy next door type of guy, right? Little bit. Boy looks yeah. can be deceiving. Well, yes, clearly. Oscar winner Sandra Bullock appeared on Today in 2009 to promote The Proposal, in which she has a particularly amusing scene without clothes with co-star Ryan Reynolds. The major thing that's changed since you were here last? Yes. I have now seen you naked. <laughs> and throughout the interview, he couldn't seem to let it go, joking that the scene was his new screensaver. You're Wanna... naked for most of this movie. I assume <laughs> It's a long no, stretch. I'm not. I'm not naked for most of this. Except Emotionally for a... naked. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I never. I know that many people found him to be like compelling and attractive, and yeah. I just never. Wasn't your thing. Not my guy. You just saw that hairline failing. It wasn't like... that. It wasn't about that. It was just I always felt like he was kind of weaselly. Yeah. I don't know. Turns out he Turns was out... pretty weaselly. This is what I mean. I have a very good sixth sense, everyone. Yeah. Surprisingly, because they were the ones doing a lot of the interviewing with celebrities like David Letterman. Oh yeah. Is fucked up and I've got some clips where you can go on um you can go online and find these just clips on YouTube of David Letterman's creepiest interviews. Yeah. And he's just fucking cringy as hell. There's an yeah. inter- interview that he does with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And he's like, you know, they're talking and he's 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 objectifying her through the entire process. Right. He's sitting there talking to her and all of a sudden he's like just stops in the middle of everything and says, "I need to do something. Just just bear with me." Can I just try? Forgive me if this is rude. I just want to try one thing. Okay. Anton Then all of a sudden he grabs a piece of her hair and sucks on it. That's pretty rapey, <laughs> Dave. It's extremely, it's extremely, like, ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's going to be worth something, a lot of money It's something someday. to do with the steam room. <laughs> now the uh, the film, the film's already. People are off here going, 
I know people are people are horrified by that. We'll, we'll, we'll take it out in editing. Don't worry. That's something that I'll never forget. <laughs> well, you scared the hell out of me because you're right there. I'm just I, I'm like that, and all of a sudden you scream. See? So how do you think I felt? I'm sorry. You you ruined it for me. Are you happy? I'm so sorry. What was I thinking? I hope you'll be able to get over this. I'm going to try. We'll get you into, carry me get you into some kind of 12-step program. <laughs> I mean... I don't think Jennifer was into it. Dude, uh, no, she definitely wasn't. She was, like, screaming. In the end, he hands her a tissue so that she can dry off the piece of her hair yeah, that, that he was sucking on. on. Well, never had to do that. No, it's so bizarre. And you'd look at it and you think to myself, oh, my God, how... How could this happen? How could that be allowed? And yeah. Jennifer Anderson just sits there and kind of, you know, she obviously doesn't like it. Right. But she's being polite and she is in that bind that women find themselves well, in, I think, a lot and- of times where you just have to be polite. Um, even Jay Leno yeah. does some dodgy ass yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> really nice breasts. Yeah. <laughs> my my main bone to pick. And this this actually is how we lit upon this top this topic or wow. how I lit upon this topic and that is Diane fucking Sawyer yeah she was horrible she was horrible and so what we'll do is uh, let I want to talk a little bit about Diane and the way that she the reason the reason that this came to me was because I was watching the framing Britney Spears documentary yeah and she um she, there's a scene in it where she is interviewing Britney and it is what they show in the documentary is bad. What that whole interview was, because I went then and watched the entire interview. Even worse. Yeah, she was basically, she could not have been more judgy. Oh, fucking condescending entire, through the entire thing. She's like, what happened to your clothes? And the girl who always played it close to the line on how much skin she showed posed like this for Esquire magazine. Consider the line officially crossed. <laughs> What happened to your clothes? What well, I have on clothes now. I know. But what's this about? No kidding. What is it about? What is it about? Yeah. It's about doing a, a, a beautiful picture. Is it about shocking people? About shocking? You know yeah. what? I feel you know, comfortable is... in my skin. I think it's an okay thing to um, express yourself. Yeah. Like, fuck you, yeah. Diane yeah, Sawyer. Because, because I'm not a journalist. I'm a pop star. Yeah. Is it sexy? Yeah, it's yeah. the fucking it cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. yeah, it is. And she can do that. Is she a grown-up? Yeah, with, she was then. Well, she was. She was in her 20s then. So, uh, yes, she can do that without having to face fucking scrutiny yeah. from that Diane Sawyer. I felt like g- going, oh, my God. She was horrible. I wanted to kick through the screen and throat punch her. Yeah. It was awful. What's interesting to me and frustrating as a woman is to see um, other women tearing women down that yeah. way. It doesn't have to happen. Right. And they're not tearing down like Squeaky From or something. No. You know? Like these are, you know, singers. Yeah. M- actors. Right. You know, talk to them about acting and singing. Exactly. That's all we need to know about. Ellen DeGeneres famously asked yeah. some cringy ass questions. Katie Couric's was particularly gross. It wasn't all that long ago. She was talking with... Um, an, a, a trans female actress okay. and model. Okay. And she starts asking her very PP personal que- questions. Yeah. Was the whole process painful uh, mm. physically for you to, to make this, you know, because there's a lot of surgery involved, a yeah. lot of drugs involved, mm. obviously, hormones, et cetera. Yeah. 
Was it um, was it challenging in that way? No. Well, I've only I I haven't gotten a lot of surgery done. I've just. I guess just, I just did my nose, I just got my breast done, just little things that I've always wanted to do. Um, nothing that was, you know, that important, honestly. But um, the but medication I mean, you is... still, your, your, your private parts are different now, aren't they? I don't want to talk about it because it's, it's still, it's really personal. She's yeah. like, so you've had these painful surgeries and all of the drugs and hormones to get to the way that you are. But you still have a penis. God, and the poor woman, she's trying to be so diplomatic. And yeah. she says, you know, I'd really rather talk about my W magazine. Yeah. I'd really like, or my spread in right. in Vogue. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's right now. So she's, because that was not all that long ago, that actress was able to, um, to have that response and back her off. Yeah. But if that was, you know, even 10 years ago, I think that the response would have been been quite Big deal, different. right? It would have been a shrug. It would have been like, well, you know, and then she would have tried to have to answer that That's question. That's what you get for, you know, being who you are. Oh, God. I feel like I want to share some of this. So trigger warning, because it's gross. One of the gossip columns that I used to read in the, you know, late 90s, early aughts was called Laney Gossip. It is still online. I'll put the link in the, in the uh, episode notes. But this is this is the kind of stuff that was okay to say. This is a, a gossip tidbit from June 6, 2006, and it's about Janet Jackson. So again, trigger warning, this is this is racist and it is sexist and just all the way gross. The title of this Worst Ghetto Tits, Janet wow. Jackson. And she says uh Ghetto tits, ghetto weave, ghetto belt, ghetto color combination. She just, she just wants to say the N-word so bad right there. Miss Jackson is channeling Tara Reid. So okay. not only is she dragging Janet, right. she's also dragging Tara. Who Tara had been pretty discredited by then. Uh, for sure. For all her antics and yeah. real or imagined. Right. Um, and maybe unfairly, but whatever. Um, and it is breaking my heart. This this is Lainey um, saying this. I this, bet. And this is breaking my heart. If I, also, I had one. Yeah. I also wish she would move past the 90s. The high fat ponytail is so over. By the way, is it just me or does she look like she just got another nose job? Is there a self-mutilating gene that runs in this family, or did Joe Jackson fuck his kids up nice and good? Classy. Um, that is the tip of the iceberg. It gets much, much worse. So then here's Lainey gossip again saying about Britney. Britney was pulled over for speeding this weekend while driving to Vegas. Amazingly enough, she wasn't drunk driving. Even more amazing, her outfit. It's a new classic. Still, the outfit I can handle. It's the fingernail biting that grosses me out. I realize it's a habit that many people can't help, but look at her. Look at her so helpless and stupid and capable of nothing but shoving her fingers in her mouth while being questioned by police. And remember, this twat is the mother of two children. For some whacked out reason, what people wanted. Obviously, she had an audience for that, which is disgusting, right? She did. She did. And that's, that's something like, that- like, oh, that's hilarious. Tear them down. That's something that I I I'd like to discuss at some a certain yeah. po- at some point here, maybe in a, in a minute, which is who? What does this say about us? So Lainey has now gone on to do a mea culpa and yeah. say I I was wrong um, about what no I did. Shit. <laughs> um, but evidently, using ghetto 
is, as, is, as, a, as an adjective right. was like completely on point. Let's start by kind of diving into the documentary a little bit. I'm ready. Because there are some characters. My speedo is on. There, I'm at the edge of the pool. There, Let's do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Wow. I'm ready. What? I'm sorry. We're. Is it Britney, bitch? It is Britney, bitch. Oh. <laughs> okay. They never everyone. expect Britney, bitch. Have your cocktails hand handy because if you watched our video teaser trailer from last week, you may remember that we indicated that we were going to turn this episode kind of into a drinking game. Now, obviously, we recognize that we're going to be talking about some very serious topics, but we thought... Why not get drunk at the same time? We thought it would be very fun to do something to kind of lighten the mood and, and make it a right. little bit funny. So drinking game is anytime either of us says, it's Britney, bitch, you have to take a sip. That's right. Yeah. And whatever you, I mean, you can be just, if you do not drink, you can take a sip of your iced Why are you tea or to water. Us if you don't drink? Well, because sometimes people I'm are kidding. smarter than we are yeah, and they, def- they take care of themselves. Yeah, true. So, just so everyone is on the same page, um, a little bit of background about Brittany. In 2008, James Spears, who goes by the name Jamie, is her father. He was granted the conservatorship over Brittany after she purportedly that no one's ever really been able to determine what exactly the conditions were surrounding why it happened. We know that she was melting down pretty publicly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, purportedly struggled with a mental health issues and was hospitalized. Okay. Um, she, after she was released from the hospital, a Los Angeles court made the conservatorship permanent, which means he is now in control over her, him with a, a, con, a co-conservator at that time, it was an attorney. He has since stepped down. And r- now there is a bank that Brittany, of Britney's choosing that is a co-conservator with her father. Oh, okay. So try to keep daddy's hands off of her pile of cash. You know, the thing is, is he took her estate, which at the time when the conservatorship happened... Um, because I think she was getting scammed. I think that there's some evidence that she was getting scammed by people. Right. Um, and she wasn't thinking properly about yeah. um, how how that what was going on. Um, her estate was valued at like something like two million dollars, and now it's you know sixty or seventy million dollars. Right. So he's because he's, he put her ass to work. Right. He put her ass to work. <laughs> poor I mean, girl. I mean, but and not poor girl. I mean, he she did work and she was doing well, and you know, but it's not like there's no evidence that he's been like somehow siphoning money off of her. Mm. It seems like it's going. Yeah. But he's on her payroll. Yeah, of course. You know, so she's paying she's paying for his lawyers when she's fighting him about the conservatorship and trying to get yeah, him she's renewed. she's paying for that. She's yeah. paying for his lawyers. She's paying for her own lawyers. Yeah. I mean, so she's... So that's a sticky wicket there, right? So he has conservatorship, mm-hmm. so free, you know, total control basically over everything she does. How can she, I mean, how can she even fight that legally? You know what I mean? Like, he... Doesn't he control who she hires and fires or whatever? Or is does a third party have to come in? Or how does that even work? Uh, well, no, and that that's it. Once and and that comes out in the documentary. Once you are in a conservatorship, it is next to impossible to yeah. get yourself out of it. Now, to be clear, Brittany, while I'm sure she would prefer not to have this at all, she is not right now arguing to 
not have a conservatorship. Right, she just didn't want it to be him. She doesn't want her dad to be in control of things. Yeah. So, um, so it's it's a really it's a really um interesting situation. I'm not here to pass judgment on whether or not she should be that is in my the conservatorship. Job. My thinking is is that I just don't know enough information. It's none of really my business. But right. I don't know what uh what's going on with her. She may actually need this help in order not to have someone really take advantage of her. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, and her kids are in the mix here, too. She's got two sons, and the, her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, K-Fed. is um, was, you know, trying to prevent her to, from having custody of the kids, and there was a custody battle, and, and actually that's how she, she got into the, the hospital in the first place. Was because, the stress probably Well, of there was stress fight. of that, but she had the kids, and then she wasn't going to give the kids back, and she... Oh. she locked herself in the house remember from the oh yeah yeah yeah. that's right yeah and um so problem is her house has like 85 doors right so that's a lot of locking and if you miss just one they're in that's right that's right so so she, so that's her problem too many doors that's exactly right so she's 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 got she's got her kid locked in the bedroom with her or whatever yeah uh, one of her one of her sons and um wouldn't give them back when it was time for her to give them yeah. back and then um it's a pretty common custody battley thing to do it right? does it happen it does lot. happen but what I did find out in my research is that she she went to the hospital unwillingly I mean she was ta- right. you know she was taken yeah. to the hospital she didn't want to be hospitalized but she also uh, the the child was taken to the hospital too oh so what I don't know if she was making threats to hurt herself and her children which right. is also a common yeah. custody battle thing it is it does, you know, that happens a lot in just real life. But here's a celebrity, so you know, yeah. it's well, it's Britney, bitch. It's drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying, looking for places to stick that in there because you know these are horrible things, and it's hard to joke about any of them. That's right. This is an unusual thing to have happen for a young person, though. This conservatorships oh, are yeah. usually something that's for older people. Yeah, who have dementia mm-hmm. or you know other mental some kind of mental illness mm-hmm. so they've got now a a documentary called framing britney spears available on hulu shockumentary oh my god i'm uh, making that happen hashtag shockumentary oh please come on uh, if you can have rockumentaries you can have shockumentaries okay fine Thank this is not a very successful what, drinking game what no if, one has ever even said it's britney bitch uh drink <laughs> <laughs> also uh, and tell me what you think about this one. Uh-huh. Um, if we do like, uh, uh, if we study birds, can we ha- make it be a flockumentary? Oh my god! <laughs> Stop is that, it. Is that a no? That's a definite no. All right. Um, okay, so we learn in the beginning of the documentary about the conservatorship, and um, then we have these group of people. Who in the beginning of the documentary are talking about Britney? They're they're her fans. They're yeah. the guy, the 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 men. They're and Britney the women. Lives Matters. They are Britney they are. Lives Matters. They're, right. It's a loose confederation. There's no clear hierarchy that I can discern. Um, they're they're angry. They have signs, they, homemade signs. Free Britney. That's correct. Hashtag Free Britney. That's right. And they're very uh, on active. a very vibrant pink background. You guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> they. 
it's all pink. It is. Um, and it seems to be comprised of exactly kind of who you would have imagined Britney fans are. Right? Yeah. When do we want it? Now! What do we want? This is Free Britney 102, where we explore issues related to the Free Britney movement. Dear Brittany, my name is Elizabeth Dunan, and I'm 29 years old. My name is James Miller, and I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My name is Jasmine. I'm 28, and I am a Scorpio from New Jersey. Dear Brittany. Dear Brittany. Dear Brittany. I'm so nervous. I'm, like, sweating. Your whole situation is consuming me now. I can't believe that it's just been this long, and I, I didn't know. But these these people are her fans um, and, and kind of grew up with her, and then... Um, now they're they care they want her they want her helped um and so then we learn we kind of go back in time and learn about her growing up yeah coming into show business yes so we start out by meeting this woman who is called Liz Day. She's a senior editor for the New York Times. Now, the New York Times is a co-producer in this documentary. Right. Um, and she's talking about Britney and saying, you know, we no one knows. Is this in Britney's best interest? Um, and she's kind of telling what is what giving us the scope of what's going on with Britney. Britney is in the midst of a legal battle right now. She's been in a conservatorship for the past 12 years. There's been a lot of speculation as to whether this is in Britney's best interest and is this good for her, is this what she wants? Her dad has been in charge of her money for the last 12 years. And a few months ago, Britney's lawyer said, Britney wants someone else to be in charge of her money and wants Jamie, her father, to step down. Britney's father so far has refused to step down. But then we meet Felicia. Felicia. And this lady was Britney's um assistant I she think. they called her the they landed on assistant but they uh she was really like a chaperone yeah um she knew britney all britney's life she lived in the same town that britney lived in and knew the family um and she takes us around her little house yes which is completely adorned oh Full shrine with Whitney memorabilia, or not Whitney, or, <laughs> Britney. Or it's Whitney, bitch. <laughs> it's Whitney, bitch. Nope, don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see, that was a trick. We didn't say it's Britney, drank, bitch. <laughs> you, yeah, you drank, you lose five points. <laughs> but I just said it, so now you have to drink. Now you have to drink, now, um, or else you also lose five points. That's right. So, so um, we take a tour of her house, and I was just like, dude, wow, she's yeah, got. She's fully sh- invested. Okay, let's just say that. Lynn Spears, who is Britney's yeah. mom, right. supposedly decorated her house for her. In early Britney. <laughs> it, it, like early, mid, yeah. and late Britney. Britney Deco. I mean, it is just <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. But this goes to show you that this this woman really does have um, a connection with Britney. Her, house, her little house is her resume. That's I it. Assume. <laughs> exactly. Like, so you're applying to be an assistant to a uh, a uh, superstar. Uh, can we see your refer- your references? Oh, come to my house. Come to my house. Let <laughs> me show you it. a picture yeah, of it. You I'm... know, and so and so she um she tells a little bit about Britney growing up and singing in church, and she's just always this talented, really talented little little girl. Right. And um and then she says something that I thought was really interesting. And that is... Brittany sang in the choir. She grew up going to church every Sunday. So I've known her since she was five. You know, by then, we all knew her talent was just extraordinary. 
I will say the one reason that I agreed to do the interview is so we could remind people of why they fell in love with her in the first place. I mean, that's sounds like a pretty noble cause, right? And the thing is, is it's true. Brittany was really talented. I mean, oh, no even, doubt. even though I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't a super fan of Britney's, right? But I, I recognized her talent for sure, and she had some jams. Oh, no doubt. I mean, some of those songs that were great to dance to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." I know, excellent song. Her first, you know, that was her first big hit. I think. Yeah, it really um, it was. Toxic, really good song. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I believe that is the. Uh, Source of hey, it's Britney, bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. T- um, that's a, it? no. That's a. It's a different song. All right. Well, road trip DJ. It. What do you got? It's Britney, bitch. Um, but this is where we get our first glimpse of what. The bigger picture of this of this um, podcast episode is about, which is this sort of disgusting culture that that surrounded these young female celebrities. Right. So uh, this was uh, what was that that show that they were doing? Star Search. Star Search. Right. So Brittany comes in, you know, kills it. Right. And God, Ed super comes talented. up to, to interview her, and he's like. Uh, Brittany. <laughs> ha ha. Hello. <laughs> you have a real pretty eyes, girl. <laughs> I noticed last week you had the most adorable pretty eyes. Do you have a boyfriend? No, sir. Why not? They're mean. Boyfriends? You mean all boys are mean? I'm not mean. How about me? Well, it depends. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, Ed, what in the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Like, what in the literal fuck are you doing? And I don't know. I read somewhere that Britney should have gone, Mr. McMahon, are you asking me out? (laughs) Like, just to take that control back, right? Because she doesn't know what the fuck to do. She's 10 years old. She's 10 years old. And and she just kind of laughs and and she's like super, it's so cringy. Oh, watching her little face. And I was like, oh my God. She's like, how do I, can I get out of here? How how do I make a run for it? that this old yeah. old man it's like grandfather level guy yeah. saying like oh it was so bad and the thing is you, you see that all the time you that do. happens oh absolutely. all the yeah. time and little like girls as they're coming into their fame are always it's all about their looks mm-hmm. right how cute they are mm-hmm. and Weirdos on the internet start to imagine how you know uh, how hot they're going to be when they hit their 18th birthday, and they have a little timer set for when they're allowed to be hot for her, even though they clearly are. And you see it with, you know, even recently, like um, the girl who played Eleven. Yeah. You know, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, then their be- their personal lives are scrutinized, and it's not that you know famous people get scrutinized and they're held up to that, and that's you know kind of the price of it. Mm-hmm. But with young women. It's just so much, you know, oogier. It's it's so gross. I, I mean, Ed McMahon, and Ed McMahon, I'm going to tell you, was not the worst. This was really? just the first. Because yeah. I thought we were going to dig him up and kick his ass oh or something. Oh, my God, though. But he, he, he you know, it He's starts dead, out. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey-o. Oh. <laughs> In heaven now. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> he and Johnny. Oh. Well, it's a little hot for heaven. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> Might have taken a wrong turn. Hey! 
possibly a little bit too familiar with young children. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <clears throat> you didn't know you were getting Ed McMahon today, No, did I you? didn't. I didn't, but that's so funny. Hey-o. Oh, God. Okay, good. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> yes, right you are, sir. Yes. <laughs> I'm a lot. So, um, so back to the documentary. So we yeah. we we see Brittany now. Then we talk to her name is Nancy Carson. She's a child talent agent. Right. So she, uh, the parents brought her up. They I guess they took the train. They took the train from Louisiana to New York because I don't think they could afford to fly. Her parents were working people. Her mom was just so sweet, so proud of her daughter, and her dad too was very proud proud of. Brittany, and um, he was more concerned with the financial aspects of it. How was he going to be able to make this happen? Could he make it happen? But I know he wanted to make it happen for her. Um, they decide that Lynn is going to stay in New York with Brittany. Brittany is going to do some training. Yeah. And uh, she attended, like, I think she went to middle school in New York and at, like, a, a performing arts school. Right. And then was doing off-Broadway, off and she yeah. was doing a lot of, you know, um, classes and acting classes and what, what, whatever right. else. And her dad stayed down in Louisiana where he, you know, kind of fumbled through one failed career after another. We know that Jamie was struggling with alcohol, and he later goes to rehab. He drifts in between construction, being a cook, tries to open a gym business that didn't work out, and later ends up filing for bankruptcy. He doesn't seem to be a big presence in her life. Basically training to be a conservator. Right. Right. And but the <laughs> thing, my whole life has been leading up to this. <laughs> but, but so then so then she um but they and somehow they were able to support this because yeah. at that point she wasn't making a ton of money. No. The, they're actually nickel, paying probably. they're paying yeah. out to get her trained up and get her yeah. the exposure that she wants. And then she gets Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse Club. Right. And she was on the Mickey Mouse Club. With, and that's when that whole group of yeah. talented kids. Dude, Justin Timberlake. And, and uh, Ryan Aguilera. Ryan, and Ryan Gosling. Yeah. That was like, you know, the New York Yankees of kid talent yeah. right there. Yeah. So she so she loved that. But then she went back um, after Mickey Mouse Club. With that, that ended. And then she went back and she was, you know, she's talking about it. She was in school and stuff like that. Now, what is interesting is that... Um, she then gets a record deal. Yeah. And this is where Felicia, the giggly kind of right. strange lady she's that a, was her chaperone comes in. a queer little duck. And then, he, but see, this is where I take issue with her parents because yeah. this is, so what could they do? They maybe really didn't have any other options, but what ended up happening is that they put Felicia in charge of chaperoning Brittany. Yeah. And the parents stayed down in Louisiana. Right. So anyway, Brittany's off now, 15 years old. She entered her formal education as right. a freshman. Of course. In high school. Yeah, because Which, she's making millions of she's dollars. She's making millions of dollars, but that tells you something that that kind of, to me, when I learned that fact, I kind of, I went, mm. so she's not well-educated. Right. Um, she's, since 15, had has had other people just constantly running around. Like she's, she has no, like, life skills. Right. There's, There's no, no way for her to learn. She never was never taught to balance a checkbook. No. You know? No. I mean, she was never taught, you know, uh, anything about, you know, contracts or anything. Mm-mm. How could she be, no, right? No, she wasn't. She has to be told these things by other people. And, you know, when you just don't know, you have to put your well-being and your future into the hands of these other people. Correct. And sometimes that doesn't work out very well. No, it doesn't. I thought this was telling. I'm I'm not going to kind of go 
minute by minute through this documentary, but we meet Kim Kaiman. Um, she was the senior director of marketing. And so Jive was rec- uh, Britney's record label. Right. And like everybody else's, like all the InSync and all of those that, okay. that, that back in, in the I, day. I say right like I knew. Well, in, I did not know. In, in the day, that was Full like Full disclosure, big... <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> so she was very impressed with Britney. Everybody was all, you know, that really is the resounding thing. Britney was very impressive. She was. She is. Because she's a talented, amazing talent. And right? she seems, you know, she seemed not to be. She was a, a good person. She wasn't, you know, she yeah. wasn't some kind of like ultra diva or anything. She, they she they haven't managed to beat that out of no, her yet. She's yeah. a hard worker and she was she was doing what she needed to do. And this Kim says um, she casts a major shade at, at Jamie. Really? Oh, yes. That's her right. mother would do whatever it took personally and for the family's sake, for Britney to be a star. Lynn supported Britney. I want to say Lynn because I never talked to her father. The only thing Jamie ever said to me was, my daughter's going to be so rich, she's going to buy me a boat. Well, you know, Jamie wanted a goddamn boat. He did. So She's going to make me so much money, she's going to buy me... I don't know, a boat for like $100,000. Because you know why? That's all the money in the world to him. You know why? No. Because it's Britney, bitch. Oh, it is Britney, bitch. <laughs> Double drink. So, you guys hammered yet? So, but then she says... That's all I'm going to say about Jamie. Oh. It was like... Like, do you see like frost forming on she, the lens of the camera? Was, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so... Dry. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, she's like full Elsa on that. Oh. It's like, oh, it's getting a little chilly in here. Yeesh. This is this documentary is definitely skewed to show Jamie in a very unfavorable right. light. Which I'm fine with. And also, yeah, I mean, I, unless we're going to have to now do a, uh, like, a, we'll have to walk it back at some point and find out that Jamie was really abused by Britney. <laughs> and we'll have to flip the script <laughs> and redo this whole thing. That makes it's Britney, bitch, take on a whole That's right. different. <laughs> He's like cowering in his house and there's a knock at the door. He's like, who is it? It's Britney, bitch! <laughs> and he's like, runs screaming oh from the house. Oh my God. I don't, I, you can take the boat back. It's fine. <laughs> she like chops down the door, oh, like, oh my shining God. style. Who is it? It's Britney, Britney bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Everybody, we're getting our, our audience very drunk. Everybody's right now. hammered if you're yeah. taking shots. Um, she's, She gets her record deal. She's doing the mall tour. Yeah. Which, that was a thing. Tiffany? Oh my God! Her Debbie, whole career was a mall. Tour. Debbie Gibson. I don't think I don't. Well, I don't think Tiffany ever really broke that far out of the the mall thing. Debbie Gibson obviously, you know, did some stuff. That's true. But yeah, it was. I, I now I never actually attended a teeny bopper mall concert. That would be a little creepy. It would honestly. be a lot creepy because I was a grown ass man when this was happening. You're like. I think we're alone now, Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) I I think you're going to be really pretty when you grow up. Brittany's by the Orange Julius. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And the thing is, I have such a crystal clear image about what this would look like. First of all, they're on the lower level of the mall, Mm -hmm. right, where they will do, like, the once-a-year JCPenney fashion show. (laughs) Yeah, or Santa. Yeah, with or Santa, right. And, you know, everybody's jammed in on the floor. And then, of course, there's the ring around the top. Um, And they're all looking down. Yeah, looking over the banister. (laughs) And And they are. (laughs) The banister. My God, are you, like, 80? Yes. (laughs) Holy shit. All right. It's time for my nap. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh no, I actually already had that. <laughs> I napped before we did this. Um, so she does this, and then she this is the when then this yeah. is when she really takes off yeah. with the um Damn. baby one more time. But it's like dot 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 baby one more I know. time. I mean, what are those the, ellipses even doing there? That's uh, just terrible. A terrible. It really is, because that makes me just feel like they were a little confused about the title. That's what ellipses do. Mm -hmm. It takes whatever you said and makes you look confused about it. Mm -hmm. Well, it just makes you look sneaky. Like you've got got insight that you're not sharing. Yeah. And that's all I'll say about that. (laughs) 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 Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) You know what's supposed to be there instead of dot, dot, dot? No. Is this like a nerd, an English nerd thing? No. What? It's Britney, bitch. Oh. Oh, there you go. How sneaky are you? How cool! I'm really really working it in. (laughs) Now let's talk about that video. So, this was problematic from the get go. It was, and not any. It was. It's a really good song, and you know, on one level, you could say, "Oh yeah, that's just you know, fun and whatever." But you've taken this young girl Mm -hmm. who knows nothing about the world, and now she's Lolita. here, here's here's the thing that I would say. Um, it's a shame. There's I'm of two minds about this because shouldn't girls be able to wear whatever they want to? They, they should, but I guarantee you she did not select that outfit that day. No, pro- no, she certainly didn't. But but my my point is is shouldn't women be able? So you should be able to dress sexy hand, and fun. On one right? hand. They've, they've. I think that they definitely oversexualized her from right. the jump. Okay, yeah. I think that's why I said there are two levels. And yeah, th- I agree. So this is like, like here is where I'm also going. Where are her parents? In right. This? They didn't have to dress her that way. No. She was styled. The other side of the coin. Why shouldn't anybody be able to dress it however they want to without becoming subject to the male gaze? And right. So uh, it's a it's, really it's tough. A, it is a very tough situation it's a tough thing but i guarantee you dad didn't say anything because he did not want to he wasn't even around felicia was around yeah she's you know she's 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 in the tornado she's right so 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 here's britney with a chaperone who's not even her parent and you know certainly i'm sure her parents had some hand in the decision making but boy oh boy in particular her mother right but where was the mother in all of this like make Step in. I I know that they were probably being told, oh well, this is what this is what they have to do. Yeah. You know, we really want. This is how it works. This is how yeah. it works. Now, show business, baby. Th- that's right. Oh, <laughs> now there's a um, Wesley Morris, who's a critic at large for the New York Times. He talks about this video and he says okay. how it really shows her owning the hallways and like being very powerful in the video. Right. Yeah, that's one interpretation of Well, it it might do that, but also also, it's serving her up on a platter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so, okay, she's highly sexualized, which then, one could argue, opens the door for the media. Oh, yeah. To now treat her- Treat her like a piece of of meat, right? And to- And now they're in her personal life, right? Ridiculous, yes. Ridiculous- Um questions and things that right. they're, they're talking yeah. about her and it's all about her body yeah this man there's a man of a, a, a reporter and she's being interviewed everyone's talking about it why well your breasts <laughs> My you seem to get furious when a talk show host comes up with this <laughs> subject 
Hey, dude, can I ask you about your dick? I mean, holy crap. Why don't we just whip it out and I'll tell you what I think. We And there was a lot of speculation at the time. And you you could see it on like oh, people Oh, whether she got them. Whether she had implants. Yeah. Done. Who cares if she had implants done? It's none of anyone's goddamn business. And right. this is what is so bizarre to me. Anyway, so Brittany gets, she's booed up with yeah. Justin. Yeah. And then- they're young Everybody kids. wants to know if they were banging. Everybody wants to know, did you did you have sex with Britney? I mean, my God. I mean, yeah. it's Britney, bitch. Right. So. <laughs> so, I totally understand that. But still, yeah, why are you asking people? Why that? Why is this a thing? And and um, and so they, they, they're together and that, you know, they're like the perfect couple. And then they break up. They're destined to of break course. up. Because they were teenagers. Exactly. Um, now, <laughs> Justin... Had a little bit of a meltdown himself, a little right. bit of a temper tantrum, and put out that video that suggested that she cheated on him. Right. Um, and then there also splashed across the tabloids at the time were pictures of her with Colin Farrell. Now, girl. Yeah. I get it. Right. I 100%. You have a choice between Colin Farrell and Justin Timberlake? Yeah, I'm going with Colin Farrell. Just on looks alone. I'm going to be that shallow. <laughs> Girl, get it. Anyway, so Justin Justin goes, you know, makes this video right. and, and he's whining about how he's been betrayed and his heart yeah. is broken and everything else. And he, he really kind of turns her into the slut. He's right. sort of saying, he, by yeah. what he's talking, how he's talking about her, she's now suddenly this terrible, terrible slut. Justin Timberlake is in the house. And I just want to ask you one question. Did you Britney Spears? <laughs> yes or no? Oh man! Come on, man! Okay, I did it. No, yeah! right. And um, not probably accurate. It, you know, I mean, and who, cares? who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is now part Full of slut shaming fodder for the media. And here is where I am going to go off really the rails. Go off the rails. <laughs> Wasn't just the fucking men. Um, I am so enraged. Yes. By what I'm about to talk about, I don't, I'm just, I cannot express the amount of utter Venom. rage that I feel about yeah. this situation. Diane Sawyer interviewed Brittany, and it was going to be yeah. a no-holds-barred right. interview. That's what we needed, really, because we really need to have a, a rough-and-tumble discussion with a pop star. Right. Yes. Uh, and yeah. you get fucking Diane Sawyer going, mm, Brittany, right. gotta Hard-hitting journalism now. Gotta, gotta ask you about Justin. And she, yeah. poor Brittany is like, yeah, okay. of course, of yeah, course. Yeah, sure, of course you are, because that's uh, who you are. Diane Sawyer says... I have to ask a couple of things about Justin. Okay, of course. He has gone on television and pretty much said, you broke his heart, you did something that caused him so much pain, so much suffering... What did you do? What is, what is wrong with you? Why why, do you do why would you do these why things? You, you know why would you hurt young him? Boy. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. The tone of her voice was so goddamn condescending. Yeah. She was condescending and paternalistic. Yes. And. Which is tough for you know. A it woman just to was do, like guess, but... she right, but the way that she talked to her, yeah. the whole thing was trying to make. Her cry, yeah, and of course moment. she succeeded. Yeah, you know, and this is like a great big, job, big yeah. win, big win for for, yeah, for journalism. <laughs> yeah, that's a big win. Yeah. And then one of the other totally awful things that Diane says to her is, uh, you know, what do you what do you think of this woman who said that she'd really like to shoot you? 
Britney Spears has upset a lot of mothers in this country, starting with the wife of the governor of Maryland. Really, if I had an opportunity to, to shoot Britney Spears, I think I would. Oh, that's horrible. Well, she... That's really bad. Because of the example for kids and how hard it is to be a parent. Well, that's really sad that she said that. This is, again, on Britney. It's all your fault. Yeah. No, parent your own children. You know, right. if you, you know, like, okay, then don't let you, don't let them watch her watch or it, don't, yeah. don't let them buy her records. Yeah. The parenting starts there. It's not Britney's job. Britney's job is to put yeah. records out that people like. This I is agree. the bullshit that's going on. And these are women dragging women down. So this yeah. is particularly offensive to me as a feminist. Right. Now, um, just to kind of round out the Britney documentary, and then we can kind of talk talk through some of this. Um, it goes on to explain that you know she goes she goes through this very public meltdown. She shaves her head. We will turn now to the story that is burning up the internet. It's Everybody's just burning this morning. It. Yes, Britney Spears. She's bald. She came in and she said she wanted her head shaved. The hairdresser refused, so she literally grabbed her the hair clipper and started doing it herself and she said i don't want anyone touching me i'm tired of everybody touching me oh yeah so i i remember when that happened and i think the prevailing theory at the time Mm -hmm. was that she was going to be drug tested yes and that she was shaving her head so that they couldn't test her hair for you know whatever it was they thought she was Taking. Right. But I think in the, you know, kind of the clearer light of 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 the moment, it, it was probably just, you know, a huge cry for help, taking control of her own life, trying to play down her looks. Mm-hmm. So those are no longer, you know, whatever, whatever it was. But when somebody does something like that, that's usually, you know. Uh, they've reached some kind of breaking point. Oh, right? the, absolutely. It's not uncommon for, for women to, um, there were a bunch of memes actually in the, in the beginning of COVID Yeah, m- joking, but like also being like, sis, don't cut your bangs. Yeah, like you, right. we, we know you're depressed. We know it's right. hard, but don't, don't cut your hair. Like don't, don't do that. And I, and I think that there, and I don't know that there's a same, a similar phenomenon with men, but I do know with women, um, and I, I don't want to make a, a sweeping generalization, but I'm kind of going to. There, yeah. there is a tendency for women to do things to their hair or to their physical person. Right. When they're to in, try to assert control. It possibly. is. I think it could be a control thing. Yeah. I don't know the psychology behind it. Right. I, I mean, I've done. I've well, done I'm it. I'm not going to let that. I don't know it either. But I'm going to still wildly you're still speculate. Gonna, you're going to speculate. I I definitely um, have done it. I mean, I know that there have been times in my life when my um, late fiance got sick. I cut my hair because I, I just yeah. I, I, I couldn't. And it wasn't like a conscious me saying I need shorter hair for this. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to cut my hair because I'm like self mutilating in some no, way. Right. It was like I said to myself, I just have to make my life easier. Yeah. And this is one way. And I'm this is one it. way I'm going to do it by yeah. cutting my hair, which actually made my life much harder because then I had to actually I couldn't just put my hair in a ponytail anymore. I had to style it. But now this Lainey. The yeah. same woman that I just read that extended yeah. thing where she was oh that was she's just so disgusting. Yeah. Um she was uh she would always then as Britney's hair started to grow, then Britney started, you know, putting in stunt hair. She had extensions right. put course, in. Yeah. And this Lainey would rag on her about her extensions and just say she's she's got ghetto hair, a bad right. weave, you know, like her you know, cracker um, right. um extensions. I mean just 
really mean. And this is a a young woman, right? Who is obviously going through a and unfortunately ton there of is shit. a big market for that kind of cruelty, right? Because people love to see celebrities taken down. That's they right. like to build them up and tear them <laughs> down. And this is the tear down portion. Yeah, and. People watch it like they're gladiatorial games. Oh, it's disgusting. Well, humans like blood sport. Now, um, interestingly, so all of this was going on. That meltdown happened subsequent to Brittany going through a divorce. So she, after the Justin Timberlake breakup, she met met and married K-Fad, had two kids literally back to back. Yep. Um, her mother, in, in her mother's book, she has speculated that Brittany was suffering from postpartum depression. The shaving of the head. The umbrella scene with a paparazzi stints in rehab where she blames you for that and your relationship with her begins to dissolve. What is happening to your family at that point? It was so crazy at that time. I don't think anybody was even trying to sit and think of what was going on. We were just trying to do what we could do at that moment at that time. And we were praying very hard because it seemed like we had no control over anything that was happening. Right. Um, but she was making some, you know, she was she was a young girl, a, well, right. a young woman in who, a huge pressure cooker. In a huge pressure cooker, this this career she's she's been doing her career since she was a ten year old. Yeah, she's now a mother of two kids. She's going through a divorce, and then she's like hanging out with like Paris Hilton, and she's right. on the party scene now. Yeah. Everyone was attacking her that she was a bad Mom. parent yeah. and everything else, and I completely she obviously made some big mistakes with 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 um you know putting she at one point drove her car with her son on On her lap lap. and i think she explained that as you know we're just being swarmed by paparazzi i just Mm. wanted to get out of there but yeah that's not i mean that's not a great choice okay so she did some some stuff and she was partying she was clearly sampling drugs and alcohol right she's in her early 20s yeah, that is when you us, you know that is when me, you do it she happened to have two kids it wasn't great timing she was going through a divorce and with an ugly custody battle right. so it wasn't a great look but she was who hasn't done stuff like that right I every mean, single person who was criticizing them went through that stage two probably yeah and at, at of some at some level right now if you haven't and you're a perfect saint great cast stones yeah. i can't well don't cast stones. Actually, no, I, we, we don't want you to cast stones. I Just shut cannot, up. But but it's like it's like oh my god. So um so she's going through the, through that, and that's when she goes. That's when she goes into this very. It's just a very quick, cheap, um, steep decline, and everything because of the culture was captured by paparazzi. So right. the the gist of this documentary is really to lay out the argument on behalf of the Free Britney group. Right. And Free Britney folks are fans of hers who have now banded together and and in an effort to shed light about the fact that she's in this conservatorship she may not want to be in this she certainly doesn't want to be in it the way that it was set up with jamie in charge of things so this movement is going on hashtag free britney and I, i recommend watching this this documentary because it really it's really interesting to learn about what's going on in her life but they she is very isolated um, and she is uh, now has determined that she will not work until Jamie is removed as the conservator. So which leads to one of the most awesome and dramatic moments. It's really like Brittany showing her autonomy in spite of the fact that she's in this conservatorship. Yeah, she comes. She's meant to be um, announcing a second residency in Vegas. Yeah. Coming is about to happen. She was going to like do a performance and then go down and do an interview. It's live streaming. It's up on YouTube. 
All right, everyone, we are here to welcome the new queen of Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, Britney Spears. And she walks down and then passes the stage where the performance is going to be, keeps walking, keeps walking. And I was like, here she is. Oh, there she goes. Oh, she's not going to. And, and there she goes in the limousine. And then she again, right after that, is hospitalized. But it turns out that she just now is refusing to work. So she's just living yeah. living her life. She's got a boyfriend. She's got her kids that she sees, yeah. spends time with. Um, and she's she's trying to work with an attorney to get him removed as as the conservador. In the end, uh, she's now there's been a there was a filing by her attorney that shows her recognizing the Free Britney movement. The other thing that I think we're seeing for the first time is that she's sort of acknowledging the outside phenomenon of Britney Spears fans coming out against the conservatorship. At this point in her life, Britney welcomes and appreciates the informed support of her many fans. Britney herself is vehemently opposed to this effort by her father to keep her legal struggle hidden away in the closet as a family secret. Oh my God, that probably made their whole life. Oh, lives. it did, it did. They're like, oh my God, you know. We're so, famous. Um, I, I kind of want to kind of talk through now, like nowadays, because we are, of course, going through I don't know if I want to go ahead and call it a paradigm shift. I don't know that we know that it is until much later. Right. <laughs> but I sense, you know, there's a change in, in, in what's acceptable. It's not so much the people who are going back to a moral majority or moral um, framework where, you know, sex is bad. Women must dress like covered up all together. Right. And, you know, women should be ladies and how, you know, they, they, they can in their sexuality. I think I think now we're coming to a point where we go all of those things can exist it's just not okay to talk to women about that or to like question them in a right. negative way about right. their sexuality yeah. it's not okay to if you're asking male actors serious questions and then female actors you ask Frivolous. them what did you what did you eat? Who are you wearing? You know, like, how yeah, did you exactly. how did you stay so skinny for yeah. this role? You know, yeah. like, what was your diet? Right. And for men, they're they're saying, you know, asking them about like sort of the philosophical right. underpinnings you know, of yeah. being Batman. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think your character's motivation is? <laughs> well, he wanted to kick ass <laughs> and, uh, you know, save the city, I guess. Right. So so that seems to be, you know, I, I don't know if that shift has happened yet, but what I do know has happened is that you get act like female actors now who are asked questions like that and who clap back right away. Yeah. They just say, well I, won't, they I won't answer that. Yeah. I won't. Scarlett Johansson is probably, I, I've seen the most clips of her, right. her doing that, but Rihanna. Slapping. Because Scarlett Johansson has a lot of power. Right? right. She can afford to say fuck you to the foreign press or whoever is asking her that question. Right. Because she's going to be in movies anyway. Right. So, um, but yeah, Rihanna, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, insult Rihanna. No, like no, no. I mean, you she's can't. She's kind of a badass. Yeah, you so. can't. Now, what about wokeness? The wokeness movement is making certain things less socially acceptable, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And that's a good goal. It's mm -hmm. not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is actually to get people to be more enlightened and not just act more enlightened. Mm -hmm. But it will have the effect, I think, of shifting the the language away from... Some pretty offensive stuff, mm -hmm. right? 
So you don't, you know, you you don't uh, view Native Americans as simply uh, team mascots, right? right? You don't um, uh, culturally appropriate certain things in a kind of a a farcical way or Mm -hmm. in a stereotypical way. Mm Um, things like that. So I think that's generally going to have some effect on women in show business mm-hmm. just because it's probably somewhat less acceptable to mm-hmm. ask a young uh, pop star about her breasts, mm-hmm. hopefully. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they still ask it. But I think at this point, people, the actors saying, no, I won't answer right. it. Right. And it, and it gives them that option. And I think that they also uh, will teach then... Especially if that is then tweeted. Look at look at Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson clapping back. Yeah, and that gets tweeted, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, the Twitter sphere gets all yeah, you know, wound up, and right. they because and the guy who asked the question gets he it gets, looks like shit. He looks like an asshole. He's yeah. going to learn that lesson. I'm not going to ask these questions right. anymore. There's just no stomach for it. Yeah, less not of that a less of a stomach for it. Yeah. It's not okay. It's not okay to talk to women that way. Right. Now, it's not okay to talk to men that way, too. More and more, interestingly, in the the more recent interviews that I've seen, men are being asked really invasive questions as well. Yeah. Um, things like, um, for instance, they've I've seen them talking to One Direction and asking One Direction and like, which one of you is the the fucker? It was a foreign. It was a, wow. It was a foreign guy. I would just say, "Yep, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> no, see, but it's okay. For, yeah, exactly. You that's know. that's why it's not as big a deal that they ask these questions of guys because there are no repercussions. Yeah, he could say, "Oh yeah, I'm banging starlets left and right." Everybody'd be like, oh, "That's pretty nice cool. Job. Good, yeah. good for you, well, Harry Styles. Well done, young man. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Your mother is so proud. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but nice yeah, job, there's Zane. not. There's just not the the repercussions, and that's why. You know, people who ask things like, you know, well, I'm a guy, you know, is it can't I be discriminated against or mm-hmm. missing the point? Mm-hmm. Yes, technically you can be. Mm-hmm. But in reality, there really aren't what any... What are the repercussions? Yeah, that's like calling me, uh, you know, a, a, a racial slur for a white guy or a, for an American. Call me a Yankee. Who cares? <laughs> because there's no repercussions for me. I'm still in the most privileged group of all time. Mm-hmm. You think okay, so I I I think that that wokeness is is important in particular the Me Too movement, right? Oh, I think, for sure. I think that that has been very important to the ability for women to stand up for themselves. These right. these these female actors. I don't know how much that translates down the you know downstream to get to people just like normal normal women i well, hope that it does it, it it's it does somewhat but it certainly doesn't remove the problem now should they be allowed to ask questions where things are are do seem bad so i'm thinking now like about woody allen like should he be able to be questioned about his sure you know i think that's a, i mean that private stuff Although, is okay. I, again, personally, I don't give a fuck about people's personal life. Now, do I care about him possibly being have groomed, you know, a young girl? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do, and I and I can despise him as a person, mm-hmm. but I really have no purient interest in the details of his scummy little life. Yeah, I would also say, you know, someone can be a, not a bad boyfriend or a husband or whatever. And still be a good predator good at their at, job at work. Well, and that's that's where it crosses the line, right? Is mm-hmm. when when 
you're doing a job mm-hmm. that you're supposed to do and you're you're doing something that is contrary to what that job is and certainly abusing your professional op- position is included. And if that's the case, get rid of them. So I, the thing I struggle with here is that I don't know how you find a happy medium, medium there because, because you can't say, well, on the one hand... Well, it's all right. You know, people are going to do what they're going to do. No, and you then, can still despise the act, right? Yeah, but we're just going to let them, we're not going to do anything about it. Oh, I don't agree with that either. Or, I think if they've done something illegal, I'm all in favor of them suffering the consequences. If they've done something immoral, then, you know, whatever, whatever karmic forces are mm-hmm. at work, you know, can work on that. But You're a Clinton Democrat. Oh, I, I've always been. I saw him speak at, once at a university <laughs> after his after the whole, you know, he was, you know, an ex-president. It's so interesting. Um, but he did disappoint me as a president because his personal foibles mm-hmm. got in the way of him being a great president mm-hmm. because his agenda was just never accomplished. And um, he lost so much political capital over that. And it really hurt the Democrats. Mm hmm. Um, and it hurt the political philosophy that he was trying to espouse. So, you know, no, I don't have a lot of sympathy for him at all. Yeah. But hurt um, Al Gore, that's for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And um, and I, you know, I just, but I, you know, as far as do I care whether historically whether a president cheated on his wife or not? No, uh-huh. I don't give a fuck. Let's bring it back to where we we started. I think that. Because of some of the things, me too, because of, of this this sort of shift towards um, like having social, a social conscience yeah. and, and, you know, I, I hate to keep using the word wokeness, but like being aware of how you're treating people. Right. And talking to Well, that's because, them. I mean, does it sound better than calling it politically correct? Yeah. You know, well, whatever. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. Same really. thing. Right. But, but, but now that we have that, I think that that is going to empower people and that's going to cause pushback against intrusive questioning the way that the media had been. And right. I, I, I'm hopeful that the pendulum swings such that. But guess what? It's going to swing back. It will. Because it will. then, because the, first of all, the woke movement is going to be to the extreme left of, not the extreme left, but far left mm-hmm. of American politics, right? The people who are really social justice warriors, who are really all in on wokeness. Mm -hmm. And bless them, you know, that's good. Because that'll drag the pendulum, right, Mm -hmm. towards that kind of sensitivity. But guess what? Eventually, there's going to be a reaction against it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to swing back the other way. And it always swings a little bit too far. Mm -hmm. On average, it'll be fine, right? It'll be kind of in the middle somewhere. Mm -hmm. But it'll always swing a little too far one way or another, and we just adjust as a society to drag it back to somewhere in the middle. Yeah. The question is, where's that Overton window, you know, shifting yeah. to? The the whole thing that was most shocking to me about this is is how the women went in on her. And it's yeah. I don't know why I'm shocked about that because that's that's from time immemorial that is the the thing that happens. Is women go hard against other women for what who knows what reason. Hopefully women can be more supportive of women now. Um, and Diane Sawyer fucking apologize. I mean, at least yeah, do the right thing, the thing and come out. I mean, I know that I've been harping on on Diane Sawyer because that that is really the thing that triggered yeah. all of this. She deserves it. She was a complete 
garbage pail. Yeah. In in that you really interview. want to beat that ass. I well, I don't want to get to fisticuffs, but, but I, I mean like psychologically. Beat but her I ass. do no. I just really want her to own up to it and say this this what I did was really fucked up. It Have was a you part of the. Reached out to the Diane Sawyer people yet? No, I um no no. I was too enraged. Would you consider it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Because Diane Sawyer. I mean, Sawyer's if we could get her like, on the show, that'd be quite a coup. I'd be like, Diane Sawyer, what, what the hell? And she, then no, she'd be like, Well, I'd be, I'd be like, Fuck you, no way, Diane Sawyer, you're canceled, <laughs> bitch ass bitch. <laughs> Diane Sawyer, what were you thinking? It wasn't very feminist. You're so you. mean to Britney. Leave Britney alone. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he turned out to be right. He, <laughs> I mean, did, he did. He did. I mean, uh, who knew that this crying guy under his blanket was actually the voice of reason? I know. Well, he was. So anyway, all right, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. We are grateful that you listen to us each week. We really are. Um, we we've are. Done, we've 100%. done the social media at the front of this, so we all we have left to do is say, you know, good, good night. Oh, I might have a couple things to say. Well, n- well no, really? No, not really. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be done. Okay. <laughs> I'm super done. <laughs> all right. Well, good night, everyone. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Wow. That's, and, his, that's his big goal in life, and, right? That's right. To have a boat. Which, and, by the way- I've been told that's a dumb goal. It's not a good thing. The goal should be to find a friend who owns a boat. Friends. I know some friends. I have some friends that have boats. They're just too far away. Sail your boats to Vero Beach. I have no aspirations. You don't like boats? I mean, boats are fine. I like boats, but it's like, well, Wow. Hi. Sorry, there's a bug. Are you now? You're calling my uh, housekeeping into question? <laughs> oh no, I'm not now. <laughs> no, it's not. It's been it's been in question for oh, a long, okay. long ass okay. time. So like you, you beat the rush and <laughs> called it into question early. <laughs> I did. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You were attacked by a bug in my home. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to. The Life. conservatorship. Wow. So as we go through this, and we... Was it Larry King? No. Are you sure? Oh Hi, Brittany. That sounds welcome, like... Welcome to my radio show. You, my God, you'd sound like Oscar the Grouch. I like trash. <laughs> I am trash. <laughs> I am trash. Hello. Oh He's trash. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. Generating. I'm sorry. So, it's a lot. That's mm. a lot.